0: to Heroin, the road to recovery on the Hockey Podcast Network. New episodes Wednesdays and Saturdays. Follow Hockey to Heroin on Twitter. That's at Hockey, the number two heroin for updates and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Ladies and gentlemen.
1: majestic and resolute where you pursue your dreams with hard work dedication sacrifice discipline and passion but above all it's respect for what the ice can do for you
2: it was always my goal to make the NHL. Since I can remember, I wanted to be a hockey player. When you're hot, you're hot. Ray Leo with his fourth goal of the game. And the Colonna Rockets having a whole lot of fun tonight.
1: But the ice, and all its majesty, can hit you back when you least expect it.
3: An injury, my first year pro at 21 years old, led me down a dark path to Oxycontin. Shortly after that, I found myself addicted to heroin and not playing hockey.
1: Demons hide in every corner. They can take everything away from you, everything you worked so hard to achieve, and before you know it, the demons own you.
3: Ultimately, I became homeless on the streets in Vancouver on Hastings, which is widely known as the
2: worst block in North America.
1: Brady Leavold was on the edge of realizing his dream of playing in the NHL. Then he lost it all to drug addiction.
3: I was hiding a dark secret.
1: These are real stories about pain, loss, and genuine people. The sad truth of it all success comes for the price.
3: Want to die, anytime that I was in the psych work, tried to commit suicide.
1: Welcome to the Hockey to Heroin Road to Recovery Podcast with your host, Brady Leopold. I'm grateful, oh yeah, able, oh
0: yeah,
4: I'm stable, oh yeah, no label, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, you know me
3: welcome back to another edition of hockey to heroin the road to recovery this is brady lievold coming at you guys live from oakville ontario that's right i'm at rob mcdougall's house down here in beautiful oakville got the tour yesterday um what a great guy uh if you guys don't know who rob mcdougall is Uh, He's very well-known in the hockey community. Uh, He's just a tremendous artist. Uh, I'm going to show you guys right now. If you're watching live on Facebook, check this out. That's a picture of, uh, obviously, Bobby Orr in a caricatured style. Like, unbelievable. You should see some of the stuff this guy has in his house. And he took me to his gallery. Look at this one. Tim Horton. Are you kidding? Unbelievable. My favorite one is Bill Barilko. It's upstairs. I did a video yesterday. So, um, pretty cool. Um, obviously if you guys are following me a lot, following me, uh, you guys know why I'm down here. I'm getting my teeth fixed or at least getting a consultation. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool guys. I want to apologize, um, for not having an episode yesterday, Wednesday morning. Um, but it is Thursday and I hope you're listening on the hockey podcast network. You can check them out anywhere on social media at hockey Podnet, And of course their website, www the hockey podcast network.com guys. They have so many podcasts. They're always growing one for every single team. And of course, one of my favorites, uh, Terry Ryan's podcast tales with TR, uh, give it a listen. He's back at it. Uh, he's making new episodes. He was busy all summer, uh, but he's back in studio. Uh, let's support the Hockey Podcast Network, guys. Um, Shout-outs to Isha and Dylan, uh, the two guys that are really working hard behind the scenes. They also have their own podcast. So uh, big things from the Hockey Podcast Network, guys. Let's support them. Um, you know, lots going on. I want to say congratulations to uh, Steve Stamkos, Alex Killorn, uh, and all of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, what a series. Uh, I didn't want Tampa to win. Uh, obviously, I wanted uh, Dallas to win. Uh, My former linemate, Jamie Ben, captain of Dallas Stars. Uh, But it was nice to see Luke Shen raise the cup Um, and obviously Stamkos. I was there the first time Stamkos donned a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. I actually played on his line. Uh, I made a video. Um, I wish I could pull it up right now, but I can't. Uh, uh, And in that video, guys, um, it's not just me uh, playing with Stamkos. Obviously, it's Mitch Fadden. And Mitch Fadden is no longer with us. He died of a tragic, tragic overdose, just like um we've lost many in the hockey community through through things like overdose uh and more predominantly things like suicide uh guys so really my biggest focus right now of course is the puck support foundation um pucksupport.com, at puck at PuckSupport. uh we're getting just a tremendous amount of support so i want to say thank you to everybody that's donated to the gofundme page we're well over two thousand dollars um also shout outs uh to dave gilmore killer's brother Doug's brother, Dave Gilmore, I've mentioned this a few times, he's turning 70 on November the 14th. This guy's going to run 20K and he's going to bike 50K on his 70th birthday and he's going to do it to raise money for the PuckSport Foundation. Pretty incredible stuff. Shout-outs to Dave Gilmore up in Kingston, Ontario, home of the Tragically hit my favorite band. Uh, Hopefully, Matt Thompson and I are going to get down there on November the 14th. Um, And, of course, uh, shout-outs to Matthew Lazinski. Uh, never forget him and all of the fallen brothers uh, and sisters in the hockey community guys. So if you want to get involved, um, you can email us team at If you need support and you want to talk to me directly, my email address is Brady at uh, I'm not always available, but I try my best. Uh, I do have a young family, but uh, if you need um, direct support, I'm more than happy uh, to put you in touch with my entire support network because Uh, I'm extremely lucky uh, and so grateful uh, to have the people I have in my life today without them. uh, I don't think I would, uh, would be where I am. Um, Actually, I know I wouldn't. So um, Mm. yes, if you're struggling, please, please reach out guys. Don't sit there. Don't suffer in silence. Um, Let's rally together. Let's show, um, you know, teamwork. You know, we all were, most of us are used to playing hockey, being part of a team. And when that's gone, whenever it's taken from you, whether it's just after minor hockey or a successful junior career or even a successful pro career, it can be extremely challenging. So, um, you know, let's rally together um, and uh, get involved with the Puck Support Foundation at Puck Support. Uh, Other than that, uh, I think we can pretty much get right in uh, to episode 56. I know I can't believe it's 56, but before we do that, guys, uh, you know this episode is proudly brought to you by Team issued limited team issued is connecting all walks of life team issue does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger a community for all striving towards the same goal guys check it out teamissue.ca use promo code drag 15 to get 15 percent off your total purchase you can see me i'm going to turn my hat around now that you see it team issued i gotta get my like i said my real hockey player on let me turn my hat backwards here um check it out guys teamissue.ca former WHL alumni Jesse Paradise, that's his company. Um, also mentioned this too. A lot of guys in the bubble were rocking team issued hats and and swag. So check it out. Teamissue.ca, get 15% off. Use promo code drag 15 Uh, that was my only move. But if you want to get 15% off, use it. They got unbelievable hats, sweaters, everything. They also do custom gear, guys. Uh, so really uh I'm just thrilled that I have all these clothes from Team Issue because when I got out of jail, I had nothing. And Jesse hooked me up and uh, I couldn't be happier with the quality and everything. It's just unbelievable. Uh, It's such a great partnership, Jesse. Thank you, buddy. Love you lots. Uh, Okay. I think we can do it, guys. Let's do it. Let's get right into episode 56.
2: I've been in the NHL for a long time. I think that I can be a a great bridge to bring this together. I think because I've been on the Board of Governors, because I've sat in with Gary, because I know him, I've got good relationships with him, I see it as a positive. I hope they see it as a positive.
0: So other than me looking at it, uh, you all get a sneak peek of my book called Undrafted and the Forward, by someone you all know well, Doug McLean.
2: Do you know how many times it took me? I had to rewrite that damn thing. Like I, I was busting my ass to give you nice compliments in it. It was, it was hurting me. I,
0: I didn't know if it was going to be a roast or a forward. And I know Mac, you've also got a book coming out as well. So, uh, for all those listeners and followers out there, keep an eye on Doug McLean's little project coming down uh, the pike soon. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm getting sick of just doing forwards, you know, like to, you know, make some cash. I mean, you don't get paid for doing forwards. You get paid (laughs) for writing a book. So I'm done with the forwards. I'm moving on to the book sometime in the next year. You know what? I I wouldn't be surprised it'll be coming out next October, a year from this October. And uh, the name of the book is going to be called Draft Day. And obviously you're not in it because you weren't drafted. But you're right. What a challenging process to go through. Oh my god, it's a pain in the ass. But anyway, you don't sell books calling it a pain in the ass. Well, I'm not worried about mine selling. <laughs> they uh, they would like it to be the money ball of hockey. So we'll we'll see. I know I mentioned money ball in there a couple of times. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll see. As Scott Morrison said, the one thing he's got, he really wants to rework is get more of my personality into the book. And I'm thinking, are you sure you want that?
0: You know how many times at Sportsnet we had uh, internal discussions on how do we get a lot of your personality out of the show? (laughs) They're having those
2: same uh, conversations about Brian Burke right now. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll leave Brian Burke for another day. And we'll start focusing here. Maybe he could be your Leafs insider, Brian Burke. I maybe, just maybe. What's your favorite uh, drinking spot there in Summerside?
2: You know what? I have been into the craft. PEI has some. I told you this before. Great craft beer, and uh, you know the, the craft beer has really taken us it's gone to a whole another level. My favorite PEI beer, and it's called the Motor Boater. And the Old Dirt Road are the two beers that I like. So, good
4: names, right?
2: The Motor Boater and the Old Dirt Road. How do you beat those for beer names?
0: See, everybody out there watching and listening, you see how Doug turned it around and made it about him? Did you see that? I get that a lot at home, That's exactly what you're going to get in his new book coming out next fall. I promise you that.
2: By the way, you don't get this hockey talk in any other show. Like, are you kidding? Where do you get this this information on other
0: shows? Come on! Nick. I'm flipping around the channels, and all uh, we we picked up on on the television was uh, McLean uh, signed by uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And my wife Anne Marie goes, "Doug's going back to work." <laughs> And I'm like, no, Amory, Ron McLean. I get that Ron a lot. Ron McLean.
2: Yeah. So
0: it's yeah. not Doug McLean. It's Paul McLean, yes. who was signed by the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, yeah. to become and uh, Sheldon keeps uh, associate. Jill asked
2: me if is Ron McLean going into coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I said no, Jill. It's Paul McLean. Ron doesn't get those uh, uh, calls anymore. How's it to work with grapes, by the way?
0: All right. Anything else
2: you want to add before
0: I let you go? I have spewed
2: so much bullshit today that I think I should go. I think
0: I should go. And we are talking about a certain guy from PEI, Doug McLean. Where are you, Doug McLean?
3: All right guys, let's bring him in. All the way from Summerside, PEI. I was looking at pictures guys. Wow, what a beautiful place. Look at that. Put pulled up a picture there. Doug McLean, uh regular on Real Kipper at Noon formerly a Sports Now. What's going on, my friend?
4: Pretty relaxing. Uh just uh, actually wrapping up in PEI here in the next couple of weeks and uh you know, we'll head down south to Florida for the winter. So, uh a little scary, but Actually, we're we're gonna go on a. I, I know Kipper's mentioned this a few times on his show. Real Kipper at noon that we bought an RV before we left Florida, so we're gonna head to the Utah mountains and Colorado, Arizona, and do a five week uh, RV trip before on our way to Florida. So kind of a different experience. But that's what old people do. Right? They buy an RV and they and they go touring. So Jill and I are gonna head out for five weeks. and so we'll. Head up Columbus, see some friends, Cincinnati, see some friends, and then we'll head west uh, through Louisville, uh, out to uh, Utah and so on. So it should be fun.
3: Well, that sounds exciting. I mean, I've been following your journey. I know you you've uh, you bought the RV uh, to come back to PEI, but because you thought it was going to be a little longer, they weren't letting you in, were they?
4: Well, it was a little challenged, you know, uh, obviously, with the bridge restrictions, and uh, first of all, uh, only residents were allowed, and finally, they let the people that had cottages in to PEI. They did a great job, but it was really frustrating, man. When you, you grow up here, when you're from PEI, when you have had business here, and all of a sudden, they're telling you you can't come home for the summer, I was so pissed off, but you can't be selfish. It's it's all about Corona, you know, COVID, and uh, they've done a marvelous job here. Like, I'm serious, Brady. This may be the safest place in the world, I'm telling you. You know, they have done a tremendous job. So you can't complain about keeping people safe. And uh, But it was frustrating. So, yeah, we bought the RV. I was sitting out in the deck having a glass of wine one night at my place in Florida, thinking, like, this is really pissing me off. I can't go home. So, I walked into jail and we had looked at RVs previous year and I said, I'm buying an RV tomorrow and we're going touring. We're leaving here this week from Florida and we're going to go touring. If they won't let it in for a month, we'll be touring. So that's how it came about, my friend. And uh, So that's uh, we're going to try to make some use of it. So we'll, But we've had a great summer. The, uh, even with the COVID here, it's been terrific. Uh, a lot less tourists, which is frustrating for a lot of businesses, but we've still had a great summer.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I've been looking at pictures and uh I've always wanted to get out there. And I believe you. It's it's probably the safest place in the entire world. Uh I know you spend your your uh your winters down in Florida and obviously you're escaping the cold weather. Um what's what's the uh what's the state like in Florida? Are they gonna let you in or what's uh what's the deal with that?
4: Yeah, we're U.S. residents, obviously Canadian citizens, but, you know, after working 30, 35 or 30-so years, I'm a U.S. resident, green card, so obviously we can get in. You know, the real draw is, uh, you know, my daughter lives in Florida. Uh, She works down there. She graduated from the University of Miami, so she's been there since she finished college. So that's a a real draw for us, so we'll, uh, you know, we've we, you know, I like. Well, we're in Delray Beach, and uh, you know, we're forty minutes to the arena. If we want to see some hockey, it's, it's just a great community. So, yeah, COVID's a challenge, but we're sort of in our own bubble at our place there. So it's it's pretty safe. You just have to be smart, and you know, hopefully, uh, we won't have any major issues. So, you know, it's, it's it's still we're heading there anyway. I mean, it's home for us. We usually spend eight months there, and and four in PEI. So it's sort of a nice combination
3: yeah and so what's the uh what's the plan going forward? Uh, you still gonna be a regular on real Kipper?
4: yeah i' gonna I did a deal with uh, with uh, line movement dot com i'm gonna do a you know a year or so and I, I'm doing three days a week every Monday Wednesday, Friday with the real Kipper show and you know we funny we did i I just heard your fifty six out of though. we just did our fifty six this week, and I'm thinking of you kidding me and I probably have done thirty of them. So you know what, it's been kind of fun. I you know, I, I last year I was off all year after finishing a sports net and really just sort of got away from watching a whole lot of hockey. I stayed abreast and talked to friends, but I i got a little away from it. So getting back into this, the hour on the on the on the podcast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is fun. We have a lot of fun. But uh, damn it, I gotta watch hockey. I mean <laughs> and I'm sitting there at midnight of course games were coming on probably public like quarter to 12 the Vancouver games were coming on at the Western League and I'm sitting there watching these damn games thinking what the hell am I doing doing this <laughs> you know we've had fun Kipper's done a nice job it's been a good setup, and and we've had I've had a, a ball so I'll set up the studio when I get to Florida um, you know probably we'll pick up again late November hopefully hockey gets you know we get camp starting so I'm in the studio in my, in my place and we'll uh, start and I'll do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with me. it's sort of the plan.
3: Yeah. I'm well, I'm glad because I love that show. That's my, uh, that's my go-to. I was actually extremely disappointed. We talked about this when you were, uh, you joined me on episode seven, we, we talked all about it. Anybody wants to listen to it, you can go back and listen to it. But, um, I mean, I think, you know, I wasn't the only one and, and there's a number of reasons probably why, but I'm so happy that, uh, that you and Nick are, are back. And, and also I saw Al May uh, on there and he's actually going to join me. He was actually my coach in Norfolk in the American league, Alan May. So uh, I was able to make contact with him, but um, you guys do such a great job. Um, I mean, obviously you guys did it together for so long at Sportsnet, net um, and you guys just moved over to line movement and uh, you guys are, you guys are just killing it. Um, Nick's doing a great job. Uh, but. But I mean, realistically, and this is, I'm not saying Nick can't do it without you, but the two of you together uh, on those Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, those are the shows that uh, I really tune into. Um, just, you know, your knowledge and Nick's knowledge combined. There there really isn't, like I put it in the intro there, like really there isn't another show where where you're getting that sort of information and, and on hitting on those topics, as well as it makes me laugh. So good job. I'm, I'm super happy that... Uh, that you're going to be there again. What'd you really think of the entire start to finish um, hockey wise? Let's just talk about the pure hockey um, from start to finish. Uh, What did you think of the caliber and did you like it?
4: Yeah, just, just one comment first. I appreciate those comments, but you've got to tell uh, Alan May when you have him on that I'm really hoping he can improve as a broadcaster by doing this stuff in Washington and, and doing the stuff with Nick so that maybe if he gets a little bit better, he can bump me out so I can go back <laughs> to retirement. So tell him that for me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will for sure. I'll tell him he's for sure. That's hilarious.
4: <laughs> well, listen, look, the hockey, I found it kind of weird. I, I got to tell you, Brady, I, the bubble, I mean, we knew what was going on in the bubble. We knew how tough it was. We knew how, I mean, the respect that you give the players and the coaches and, and management team, that what they went through in that bubble was torturous. And for them to perform even the way they did, I, I just found it so weird with no fans, no city involvement. One of the things I loved about the playoffs was, you know, being in Nashville when Nashville's going to the conference final or being in St. Louis or being in those cities when the playoffs were on, being in L.A. even when the, when the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Rangers are playing or being in Boston. That's what I really miss with the atmosphere in those cities and the, and the TV shots of those cities and seeing the fans going crazy. I missed it, but you know what? Full marks to the league? The PA, they did a heck of a job putting this together, keeping it safe. The players played their asses off. And you know what? It was tough. It was tough circumstances. And I'm sure you've talked to some of your buddies and you, you know how bad it really was in there. But, but, boom, marks to them. They pulled it off. And, uh, and you know what? Between the players and the NHL, they probably picked up five or six hundred million, which obviously is the bottom line. Yeah. And that's,
3: that's sort of why they, they really pushed to get it done. I, I obviously, it's, it's a business. No. It, <laughs> Yeah, it's a business and I, I I tend to agree with you. I I think, you know, I give the players full marks. Um, you know, they showed up. They really did play hard, but I mean, I can imagine um being in those circumstances, uh, you know, not only being away from your family, but essentially they were in jail. Uh, but they were getting to play hockey. That's the way I look at it. And uh, you know, Couple months there, uh, I was I was rather impressed with the hockey though, Doug. Uh, through through the majority of it, I think uh, the final game was kind of disappointing. They just looked to me like Dallas ran out of gas, and and Tampa really played a a great shutdown game. Uh, did you give the Stars much of a chance going into the final, or did you think Tampa had this?
4: You no, know, you know what? I, I gave them a chance. I, I was always nervous from the start. Like, how do you win a Stanley Cup with a backup goaltender? And and I love Hudek. Hudek had a magical run, but still, is a backup goalie going to win it? He wasn't the reason they lost. He, he he played his tail off. For me, they just became too thin. I mean, they lost. That 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 back of the line was a critical line for them with Como you know, and, and Cogliano and company there. That group of three and four, even Dick Dickinson when he came in, they were a tremendous check and line. They essentially lost that whole line. I thought that really hurt them. Then the depth that they continued to lose with Rope Hints and so on. I, I think they just ran out of gas and you're right on the money. They just couldn't get it. Like I'm sitting there in the final game, halfway three quarters way through the game, they got seven shots on goal. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Seven shots in an elimination game. So Tampa, Full Marks. Vasilevsky, I thought was just okay. I thought he'd be better, but I mean, I, you know you got to give it the points. I mean, this guy was injured. This guy came back in the Islander series. I thought he could have been done in the Islander series. What he did for that team, what Hedman did, and on and on and on. Full Marks to the management team for bringing in you know the guys they brought in and Coleman and. Uh, you know, uh, you know the, the kid from Tampa Bay. I mean, I are from San Jose. Uh, I, I thought they did a heck job. They really did. So full marks to Tampa. But I, I did, you know, Dallas. I feel bad. I love Rick Bonus as a guy. I've known him my whole life, and um, you know, I felt fun. But they, they just, they just ran it.
3: Yeah, I yeah, it is unfortunate. I really wanted Rick to win too. I mean. But I look at, I look at both those teams, Doug, and I mean, I got to take in uh, some of the the YouTube documentary of inside the bubble and that, and I've obviously, I've seen John Cooper, um, his demeanor and and the way he coaches in the dressing room and and not so much Rick, but we got to see, I got to see for the first time Rick bonus really uh, in a dressing room setting as a head coach. And um, I think both of those guys um, do a tremendous job Um, as a former coach, Doug, you look at, you look at a, a coaching strategy, say, you know, like Cooper, who's, uh, you know, essentially really calm, cool, collected, positive guy, um, doesn't really seem too intense. Maybe I could be wrong. I haven't played for him. But then you look at a guy, say, like John Tortorella, two totally different antics of coaching. Um what do you think in this day and age? Like, do you think because of the way the world's changed, the way the players have changed, like with the new generation, these younger guys, they kind of seem like a different breed. Do you think that we're almost need coaches like John Cooper and Rick Bonus with the way that the, it's almost like these kids are not soft, but like emotionally soft. They're just, I, I don't know. Do you understand? Do you know what I mean, Doug?
4: Yeah, look, it, it's been that way forever. I mean, I, I, I look at guys that have coached over the last, 25 or 30 years when I was involved in the game and we had the same thing then Brady we had the guys that were considered players coaches we had the the hard asses the keen and and on and on and I, I I sort of you know in my 22 years in the NHL I sort of never I I, I guess I just wasn't there uh to be that type of guy You know, I I sort of, I guess, when I was involved, even as a GM, I tried to myself being sort of a player guy that was. I want a coach, coach that tells players face to face uh, what the story is, not a guy that stands in front of the media and berates his players and berates them in the dressing room. Look, you can be as hard on guys as you want to be. You you can. But as long as it's in the dressing room, as long as it's face to face, as long as you're on the way it is, and I, I still, you know what, I, I, I pride myself in the fact that in my 22 years, there's not yeah, lots of guys that didn't like me as a coach, lots of guys I didn't like the way they played, but very few guys that I ever had didn't like as people, and there's not one guy that I was involved with in the game that I'd be embarrassed of to run into in a bar. Not one guy. I, I mean. So maybe we had our differences about the style of play but never as people. And I just, I love the way. I, I don't know, I know John pretty well I mean, as a guy. He's won at every level. Um, you know what, the players respect him, but he, he's had some really good teams in Tampa, which if, the way or I give him full marks, Brady, is the fact he got his ass kicked last year against Columbus in the first round. It was embarrassing. Yeah. That was a team that should have challenged for the Stanley Cup. They lose four straight to Columbus, and from day one this year, it was all about we have to play a, a different game if we're going to be successful. We have to protect. We have to protect our net. We can't take. We can't go for creativity over solid two-way hockey. And I, it was drilled into their heads by their coaching staff. Good men on that coaching staff, is not just the head coach. And you find that. When I had success in Florida, I had Lindy Ruff as an assistant, terrific assistant coach, great head coach. I had Dwayne Sutter, I had Billy Smith. Those guys were so important. So they the Tampa staff got it. They got their asses handed to them. It was embarrassing. And you know what? John Cooper came into this year this playoff with his job on the line. If he and they could have lost to Columbus again in the first round. They could they could've lost in that series. It was that tough a series if it wasn't for Brady Point, Vasilevsky. I mean Corpus Allo students had but look, they they battled through it and found a way. So full marks to them all. Uh, it wasn't an easy road this year and they learned some valuable lessons in that series, your Tortorella. I'm not a I'm not a huge Portarella guy, but look, he's had a great career. Full marks for the job he's done. He's just not my cup of tea as far as the style of coaching. But you know what? That's fine. He gets the job done and he's been a hell of a lot more successful than I was. So,
3: we'll to <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I've never met towards, obviously, i just seen him coach, but I just seemed, it just seems to me like, uh, the kids coming up, uh, just, they're not quite as hard nosed as they used to be. And I could be wrong. I'm not saying that's gen that's a general statement. I'm not saying every single player, obviously. Um, yeah. but, you know, I was. It was nice to see. You're right. Like John Cooper gets swept by by Columbus last playoffs, and and I was actually surprised that he didn't get fired from that. But you know, it, you know Tampa hung on to him and and they believed in him, uh, and for good reason. I think the players really respect him uh, and love to play for that guy. And uh, you know, I at the same time as I. As As much as i wish jamie ben won the the cup in dallas uh you know i was i was extremely happy to see like guys like stamkos come out lift it uh alex Kaloran, these are guys i played with in their system just for a short period of time uh and then obviously luke shen but you know so that might be the closest i get to winning the cup um you know what i mean is is former teammates or whatever so for me it was kind of cool uh what about going forward uh going into the off season who do you suspect's going to make the biggest move? Have you heard anything? Uh, what's going on on the trade rumor, uh, trade block right now? Anything?
4: Well, look, it, it's really interesting. It, it, the number one guy out there is Petro Angelo, and a right-handed defenseman who looks like he's going to get over $9 million. So wh- where does he end up? You go around the league, it's frightening. It's frightening how many people need a number one right-wing defenseman, whether you're talking Toronto Maple Leafs, whether you're talking the Winnipeg Jets. The Calgary Flames need a number one uh, right-hand shot defenseman. The Edmonton Oilers all of a sudden cut bombs out now. They need a big-time defenseman. I, like Petroangelo, I'm just talking Canadian teams here, okay? I know it that that are in dire need of a number one defenseman, but it's all over the league. So Petro Ansel is, without a doubt, the big guy. Now with the disaster in Arizona where, you know, they've had to bring in Billy Armstrong and fired the, uh, you know, they got out of the chica, whatever that was, and uh, and they move along. You know, they're going to have a house cleaning there. Camper goes on the market as a, as a as a guy with two years left at 4500000 million who's been a hell of a goal Do Edmund and jump in on him? They need a goalie. Calgary need a goalie. Vancouver, not sure on Markstrom yet where they're going to be with him. So, I, I mean, look, there's so many variables out there. Line A name goes on there. So the mark. So the unrestricted free agents like Petroangelo and Krug and company, or and there's a ton of those guys, Tana, a bunch of guys out there. But it's the restricted free agents that are drawing some interest in a line A on the block. Nick had mentioned a month ago that Eichel could be on the move. I don't know about that one. That'll be a tough trade for Adams to make, but there's some big names out there and, and the calf, the flat cap is causing major problems. Think of Tampa Bay. Sorella, Sorelli, and, and Surgachev and have to be signed. So what does that mean? Does that mean Killorn has to go? Does that mean Johnson has to go? Does that mean, I mean, what is it? With Gord? I mean, I heard his name. I mean, who the hell is you know what are they going to do to get uh, all these guys signed with five or six million in cap? So it is a big, big challenge with this white cap this year. So it's going to be a real interesting off season. But there's a ton of big names out there. Guzzo's name is out there. I mean, who would believe that? So you know, it's going to be an interesting summer for sure.
3: Yeah, and I mean, man, imagine Petro Angelo ended up in Toronto. I don't think they have the cap space, but they'd have to make some moves, but I mean, holy cow. I mean, that would, uh, I think that would, that, that might be the answer, uh, if they could make it happen. I, I hated to see Tyson Berry struggle last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, he had flashes of brilliance, but there's another guy I played with in Kelowna and as a 16 year old, and I don't know, I don't know what's up with Tyson. Uh, I heard he might be going back to Colorado, uh, which I think would be a, a good fit for him, but, but who knows? Um, what did you think of Tyson Berry's play, um, start to finish last season?
4: You know, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I remember talking to them in Colorado I, 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 a couple of years ago, saying, "Like, why do I keep hearing Tyson Berry's name? Well, why is it out there all the time that he's available?" And they told me in Colorado he was available because they desperately needed a number two center. That, that that and and they said, "Look, we like Tyson Berry, you know, but we've got a good blue line there, good young guys coming on the blue line, so we we can afford to move them." So, you know, it made sense as a Kadri deal for him. It was a, it was a—it turned out to be a horrendous deal for the Leafs. Kadri uh, goes there as a sandpaper guy and a number two guy where he fits perfectly. And Dyson comes to Toronto, and for whatever reason, it was a disaster for me. I, I never, I mean, I watched him play. I mean, did he have a handful of good games in Toronto? That's to what you really expected. I thought, when I saw the deal, I said, oh, good, good fit. This is a guy that can can create from the back end. It's the guy that can move the puck. It's the guy that will help their get the puck to their talent up front. I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I mean, he needs to change. Him and Babcock started off in the wrong foot, and it didn't work. So, you know what? I, uh, I hear he's looking for a five-year deal. at, at pretty big money. I don't know that he's going to get that. But he's a commodity, and I think he needs to change. I, I really do. And I don't know. I'd be shocked if he ends up back in Colorado. I really would. But there's a lot of teams that could use Tyson Berry in the NHL. There's no doubt about that. So, he's, you know, he's got a chance to get back on track. He's a, he's a talented enough guy. And I, I don't know him personally. I, You know, I know his dad. I, I coached his dad a few games. That was plenty for me. But
0: uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> I like Lenny, but he, he's not as good as Tyson. No. Nope. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, and I, I really hope and I suspect that he'll bounce back. He he is uh he's such a good player and I think Toronto can yeah. Toronto can be a really difficult place, I think, for some guys to play. I mean a lot of guys oh. have, have struggled, right? Just with the media attention and all of it. Um I sent you a link. Did you happen to watch the problem with Pain uh documentary, Rick Westhead? Did you watch that one or no?
4: Yeah, I did. What'd you I, think I of did. it? I watched it uh, I I found it really disturbing to be quite honest I know I know Rick uh, likes to be controversial with his with the information he gets out whether it's about the sound, whatever it is it, it's always a story and I but I'll tell you what this one this one hit home and uh, you know I, I finished watching and I sent the link to my son and I said hey you, you got to watch this you, you he's a he's a player adi- family advisor player agent in Chicago I said you, you got to watch this and you got to you got to make sure you're on top of this but you know what I, I i watched it and i'm thinking i mean you know i knew i knew kyle Quincy a little bit i knew brian kessler a little bit I, it was very disturbing to see this because i i haven't kept, kept up with this Brady. i really haven't since i've left the league i haven't i haven't paid a whole lot of attention yes i know all about the you know the toxic cotton i heard all about that i know how disastrous i had never even heard of this drug you know yeah. this this uh, oh this drug that be- has become an issue. I mean, I just don't get this. I don't get it how how this has become the issue. It's become. I mean, I understand the pressure on the players, but I don't get this. If this is accurate, if this is is if, if this is the way it's being handled in some organizations, I'm sorry. I I, I understand the pressure on players to. To perform, and they're always worried about losing their job. I get all that, but for players not to know what they're getting into, I I found it really disturbing. I you know who is the blame? I mean, is it ownership? Is it management? I just I never saw this. I'm sorry, I did not see this. If my trainer was doing things uh, because he wanted to keep people in the lineup, I understand that but not to risk people's health down the road. I I just didn't see it. And I've been out of the league, you know, 10 years. But I'm telling you, I didn't like what I was watching. To me, it was really disturbing. And when I see, I had Kanopka. I had Kanopka in Syracuse and a little bit in Columbus. And he was a great kid. And when I listen to his story right now, and I listen to Ryan Kessler, who has a hard time getting through a day, Kyle Quincy, who were heart and soul, good players, I don't like it. It's so unfair that you play that, have that career and you're faced with a debilitating situation like this. It's just, it's sad. It really is.
3: Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, I've watched it a couple of times. Obviously I have a a pretty big interest in it just with, you know, I have similar story now with Toradol there. They talk about Toradol and, and that was, they brought that in a little bit later. So like, you know, oxys, the, the, the opiates, um, I just brought up a picture of Zen and Kanopka, yep. but uh, the opiates were, um, you know, a problem and that started to, uh, you know, b- get a lot of attention. So I think the leagues were, were forced to find something else. And, uh, you know, the players, they really just want to be able to trust um, the doctors and the trainers. And really, they just want to be able to come to the rink and focus on playing, working out, whatever they have to do. Um, and, there isn't a whole lot of education around not only uh, medications but just pain management, um, how to deal with pain, um, and going forward. And I think, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but I definitely think that you know, just getting educated. I think any parent that's listening, whether uh, you know, we all have the hopes as parents and, and players to make it to the next level, and the reali- reality is, is, is most won't, and and and, but the few that do, and uh, those few that do. Uh, you know, it's such a cutthroat world, Doug, that like, you know, you're, you're doing whatever it takes to get back on the ice, essentially, especially if you're not one of the top six guys, like a forward, I'm speaking like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're constantly battling for, for a position and the young guys are coming in. uh, And this is, uh, you know, the players need to take a little bit more ownership too, because we can't just, in my opinion, we can't just blame, um, you know, owners or trainers or doctors, uh, collectively, uh, you know, there people have to just wrap their heads around this together, uh, and take ownership. That's my opinion of it because plant, you know, there, maybe there isn't a whole lot of access to information and as wasn't talked about it. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, uh, guys are able to ask questions. And I think, you know, if you're, you know, I, I would think that at a certain time, uh, if you're, you know, injecting, getting injections of toradol so often uh, to get through that. Like, at what time do you go? Hey, you know, it's time for me to shut this down uh, as a player. I know that's a really even hard concept to to think about. Uh, but yeah, watching these guys, Doug. Uh, like, I had no idea that Ryan Kessler, uh was struggling. Uh, that Kyle Quincy was struggling. And I I too played with Zen and Kanopka in Norfolk. He was the captain of the Admirals when I was there. Actually, he gave me a concussion in warm-up because I wasn't paying attention. And he he likes to hit everybody in the corners during the, the Philly drill in the warm-up. he comes see if you're ready. And he absolutely blew me up. And I got like a conky, And I didn't, he just got sent down from Tampa. And I hadn't seen him seen him in the warm-up yet. There he is flying around. He just hit me so hard. And I'm like, oh, he's like, you ready, kid? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean...
4: Go ahead. No. It just if you're a if you're a general manager or a president or an owner of a hockey team and or a trainer, and you watch that thirty minutes, and you don't ask some questions, I'm sorry, I, I don't get that. I, I just when I read and hear the doctors say, uh, you know, five consecutive days or five days of this medication, and guys are taking it nonstop. Uh, that it can cause you know serious side effects i mean how that can go on is is mind-boggling to me i'm sorry i know guys want to play i know guys feel the pressure of being in the lineup i remember one of my kids dubie westcott got a concussion and i remember he he was he was fighting it he was hiding it you know trying to get able to play and the trainer would come to me and say okay doobie's ready and i'm saying okay good never thought a thing of it never thought a thing of it that okay the trainer comes and says doobie's ready doobie says he's ready and that was the end of it for me um you know when i hear this talk of second opinions as a gm did it bother me when guys would want second opinion yeah it used to bother me it was insulting to our doctors but you know what I understand 100% why guys should ask for second opinions and why guys should want second opinions. And as time went on as a GM, I understood that and had no problems with guys getting second opinions. And that's the agent's job. That's the player's job. If They're not comfortable. They should move on. And if the teams become uncomfortable with their doctors or training staff, they should, they should make some changes. So, I listened to that trainer on that show. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know anything about this guy. But I listened to him in there say he was fired because of it and no comment here and there. I, I You know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I've never talked to Anaheim about this guy, so I don't really know. But um, it was disturbing, and it's not fair to kids. It's not fair to players. And that's why I phoned my son and said, hey, man, you've gotta, you got to be totally on top of this. you got to be totally on top of this. So it, it's, a, it, it, it's a fine line there, and we've seen it in the NFL, we've seen it in pro sports, but I don't like it.
3: So moving forward, I mean, Doug, like, you know, guys are always going to get injured, right? So it's, it's no question they're going to have to deal with injuries. And, you know, whether or not uh, the doctors knew – um exactly how much these guys were using it maybe the trainers were just doing it. i have no idea what the underlying circumstances of each case are because every guy is taking different amounts and of course but i mean i i heard kessler talk and, and he's you know making uh, allegations that pretty much every guy is is using some form of painkiller to get uh to get through and it's right. it, it just it makes me wonder like you know is it all worth it um yeah these guys are making a lot of money but you know, Doug, um, obviously the PuckSport Foundation is one thing. And I've connected with with not only f- current players, but former players and also parents of former players that have passed away and, and things of this nature. And, uh, you know, there's, yeah. actually, there's actually a guy that's won multi Stanley Cups that just got out of the psych ward not too long ago because he tried to commit suicide. And this is a guy that had a very successful NHL career. And, you know, and it's just so, you know. I don't know uh, where the answer lies with all this, but I definitely know that guys are going to get hurt. Um, and you know, I, I feel like, you know, they, a lot of it carries in, uh, over into like after their careers, you know, you see guys like, you know, Probert was using heavy into the oxys and, and and, and all these guys. And obviously they put a, they put a stop on that. But like I said, guys are always going to get hurt. So there's always going to be these drug companies or new drugs coming out to say, Hey, um, you know, try this or this works, or this is not addictive. They did the same thing with uh with Oxycontin They said this is not addictive, and, and sure enough, that was the most addictive drug ever, pretty much ruined people's lives. And then uh, you know, this guy talked about getting fired for using CBD. I don't know how much you know about the plant medicines, uh, but I talk about it quite a bit. And this is something that is essentially outlaw outlawed, outlawed by, by by the NHL. I mean, because a lot of it was illegal for a lot of years, but are we still pretty far away um, from the NHL looking to natural medicines such as, you know, cannabis, uh, CBD and things like this? Have you heard any talk in and around the leagues about stuff like this?
4: I haven't. And, you know, I heard the trainer mention it and I know, I know there's, you know, I I, I guess I know that there's players in the league that are using whatever it is, brownies, whatever it is to to sort of calm things down, you know, I, but I don't know enough about it, Brady. I just, I, all I can say is that if an NHL trainer watches this video and he's not totally on top of this uh, or a general manager watches this video, he's not totally on top of what's going on in his team or a coach. I, I don't get this. I, I've got to believe that if you watch this video and you find out, first of all, that this is 100% accurate and you're managing or involved in a team from a trainer to a GM to a president to an owner, something, you know, something that's got to give here, in my opinion. I mean, and I know Ryan Kessler played as hard as anybody, as yep. anybody made a ton of money. Was an agitator, but was a big time talent, first round pick out of Ohio State. And to see him on this video, I, I'm telling you, it was crushing. And Zenon, who Zenon a kid that had to battle to play every game he played in the NHL, and to, and to hear his story, Quincy, I, I, I just, I, all I kept thinking is how many others are out there that we don't know about. and You obviously, we we know kids that have that have passed because of problems and you know it's just i i don't know i don't know what the solution is but i know one thing the solution has got to be unbelievable education and if people are found that they're prescribing things that are totally uh, that have been proven to be debilitating in the future there's got to be something done about it and instead of just lip service
3: yeah and that seems to be like you know a lot of a lot of what's going on is you know people say a lot of the right things but. You know, and, and and then they make a little change, and it seemed like you know, okay, yeah, we switch from oxy's to toradol, and we have it fixed, and now look, um, you know, and that's the the, the thing. Whenever we're taking things, there's gonna be, um, you know, uh, consequences from using those those drugs, and and sometimes the drugs are so new, like painkillers, that they don't even know because they haven't even been around for that long. So, I just. I don't know, Doug. Um, like you, uh, I mean, I watched that video four times, and, and I've showed it to so many people because it's just, you know, like to see Ryan Kessler, you know, and Zenon and Konopka, who, like you said, these guys battled, like battled, and they're almost in tears um, because, you know, their living conditions. And yes,
4: then
2: you hear. But you know what? We, we've
4: heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it before. I've heard. I've heard about the painkillers. I've heard- but I mean, I heard it about you know playing in the minors and playing and thinking, "Good God, this is how guys survive." This, guys have to take their, you know goes to sleep because they got to play the next. I mean, I you know we've heard the stories, but I I've never heard you know I and I didn't I I've never liked hearing those stories. I have never liked hearing those stories, and that but I, I guess I don't know well, when I was in team, I, I'm sad to say this. I don't, I can't believe this was going on 10, 12 years ago. I can't believe it. But you know what? Was I naive like some of the people today? Maybe. Maybe I was. I, maybe I was. But I, I know one thing. My trainer, who's a professional, he's at Ohio State University now. He's a, you know, he's a young guy when I hired him. Um, I just, he's with the USA program. I can't believe. That, that these guys would be stepping outside the bounds to do this, I, I can't believe it. They're professionals, but I don't know something arrived here somewhere.
3: Yeah, and I think, but I do think I've seen it in the dressing room where, where you know, like even if trainer, like where players, especially like a guy like Kessler who was so established in the league, like he could almost push those trainers around or. A little bit you know or not maybe push them Hold around but, but but you know what i mean just kind of bully them into to not bully but you know what i mean just to come on man i'm ryan kessler like i gotta play and, and just don't say anything and and i think you know that's you know yeah, so i'm, I'm not pretty, yeah go ahead
4: that's a big that's a big issue I and mean, you know it's easy to throw the trainers under the bus but it's 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 also the players have to realize that hey, I've got a responsibility here as well, not just about playing, but about my future health. And uh, but you know what? I know what it's like in the trenches. I know what it's like in those dressing rooms. I so yeah, I'm certainly not throwing trainers under the bus. But you know, everybody has to take responsibility for this. Everybody, when when if if in fact all this is accurate, um, players have got to take and ownership. And everybody in the team has got to take ownership of this and responsibility in this. Everybody.
3: Yeah, I agree. agree. And I think, you know, I again, I know that Rick Westhead likes to talk about uh, controversial issues. I'm actually reading his book right now, Finding Murph, uh, all about Joe Murphy um, being homeless up here in Canada. And and, uh, it's just... You know, I actually had a chance to talk to Joe um, on on Facebook uh, on FaceTime there uh, you know, about a month and a half ago uh, somebody tracked him down while he was homeless and what a sad story but I know Rick likes to uh, to talk about some controversial things and but at the same time uh, you get guys like Kessler and Kanopka and and Quincy those are some pretty uh, reliable names I would assume and and like why would Kessler has not nothing to gain uh, from coming out and saying that it's not like he needs the money. Um, it's not. It's to me. It's it's him. Uh, none of them.
4: Yeah. None
3: really. Yeah, right? None of
4: them have none of them have anything to gain, and that's that's why I sit and listen to it, and I'm thinking these are these are quality people. These are good people. These are solid guys. These are team guys that would do anything, and when I hear it coming from him, that's what bothered me more than anything, to be crazy. I mean, whether Rick's a, whatever Rick, I don't even know Rick, and I've, I've followed his, his controversial stories, but you know what? This isn't about Rick Westhead, either. This is about, if this is, you know, what what is going to be, what can be done to prevent this? That That's what it's all about here, in my opinion. And it'll be interesting to watch where this goes. I know the NHL had no comment on the story. Donald Fear said, "There's some uh, action, you know, that they're looking at it. They, you know, they put something in the bylaws, but you know, seriously. Anyway, if this stuff is being prescribed, it, it's out there."
3: Yeah, well, no, it's it's definitely out there. Um, but I hope it is my hope, Doug, that uh, the majority of, of guys are seeing this, and and I hope the young players are seeing this. The guys in major junior, especially uh, college um the yeah. guys that uh you know and, and so it's i, I just want to you know anybody listening just remember that it's not just toradol or oxy look for anything um if if you're being prescribed anything yeah. it doesn't just have to be in the hockey community I'm, it could be for any of my listeners but you get hurt on a construction site uh right. question your doctor you know get yourself educated um before we start like putting these things into our, our system and i think you know our 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 views get skewed as hockey players because we just want to play. We want to be the Warriors. We want to be on the ice. Uh, but I think collectively as, as players, we need to become a lot more responsible um, and supportive of each other because you you see in that documentary, they, they talk about, you know, they don't want to let their team down. They don't want to be looked at. Um, you know, if we're not right. taking that tour all shot, our teammates are looking at us like we're not a warrior or or whatever. So I think there's a... I don't know how we change that culture inside the dressing room. Um, but I, I think, I think you're right when you say just access to information, education, uh, just talking about it so I you know again I don't uh, I don't think Rick Westhead has done everything perfect in his broadcast or his interviewing uh, career or journalism career however I will give him major kudos on this piece and and many a lot of his work I, I, I actually really like his work I think uh, he brings up a lot of uh, controversial issues yep. and at, at the end of the day it just gives people talking which I think is extremely helpful so I mean yeah, I'm going to post a link in the description because you can watch The Problem of Pain uh, on TSN, and I would strongly suggest anybody watching it. Doug, do you got to go? You got you got a busy day or what? Well, I don't have a busy day, but I'm playing
4: golf in probably an hour and a half. So <laughs> other than that,
3: it's pretty flexible. You know? Get, getting out there for how's your golf game? Oh, oh.
4: Well, I sort of... Has always been a pretty lousy dolphin and then last year in florida i think from december 1st to may i played about 55 rounds so it's finally finally coming around that i can actually beat my wife consistently now
3: <laughs> holy that's hilarious where's do you uh do you play the same course all the time or do you get out to uh, a bunch of different ones no you know you what
4: know, we we just so they were four courses we played here that are 25 minutes from my cottage and they're all around the Cavendish area and they're beautiful courses and then last week we, we actually went over to Cape Breton and played the Clips and the Cabot Links which are two of the you know top ten courses in the world so they just, you know, wow. they've been open in Cape, in Cape Breton for a while and they're just spectacular so we went over there so we, we get around PEI has done I think 30 golf courses for 150 160,000 people so there's some great courses here. There is everywhere, but we've, we've kind of I've kind of enjoyed it lately. I've played a lot more in the last couple of years than I've ever played in my life, so it's good. It's well, fun.
3: That's good. That's what you're supposed to do when you're semi-retired. Um, what's the schedule for, right. for Real Kipper? Are you guys off for a little bit now, or, or are you guys running through uh, right up until next season?
4: No, he's going to do, uh, we're going to do a show today, First, doing today, uh, I don't know who it is with them. but uh, then we'll do tomorrow, uh, Friday will be my last, and then I'm going to do probably one day, we'll probably try to do one day a week or two days a week throughout the summer, depending on what's happening, and maybe shorter shows on, you know, free agency draft, try to keep up on any major signings, so maybe shorter shows, but just try to be out there maybe, you know, once uh, maybe once or twice a week and then we'll start up five days a week live again in uh, in the fall. So, you know, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be around the fall, but into whenever hockey starts, whenever training camp starts would sort of be the goal to get back full time five days a week. So he's keeping enjoying it and uh, he's doing a great job and it's funny how quickly he's gotten back into being an insider. He's broke I mean, I'm chuckling with him because he's broke the Ico, he's broke the lining, he's broke the Kudrow, he's broke a ton of big scores already in the last month, so. I said, Kipper, you gotta get it out there, man. When you say it on Real Kipper, you gotta get it out there so that these guys that are copying it three days later aren't getting the credit for it. No doubt. So we have a chocolate
3: list. Oh, you guys are—you guys do such a great job. Um, and I think you know what I mean. It's just—I think as a—you uh, know—I never had the NHL career, but a former player. I like—I'm—I I, think I speak for a lot of the players. Like we just respect and and look like we listen. Like you guys joke, and I think they're listening. Like. I think you're right. I think there's more than you guys realize uh, are paying attention. And I think it's more, more of the staff, I think, even listen more than the players. Um, But I I can imagine they were all listening and they had nothing to do, but, but listen to these shows while they were in the bubble, really. Um, So I think, you know, you guys are doing such a, such a great job. I mean, I, I pretty much listen to every show when I can, if I don't catch it live, I'm, I'm listening to it, uh, Later on in the day or the next day, but uh, I appreciate everything that you guys do uh, and and the work that that you guys put in and and uh, the, the stories you break and and just you make me laugh. So I'm looking forward. To, uh, I'm glad that you're going to be uh, with him again for for another year, and uh, that's awesome, um, Doug. I'll let you go. We're we're at an hour here. I got to go to the dentist. I got a dentist appointment. I'm getting my teeth and teeth looked <laughs> up. Hopefully, I'm not going to look so. Uh, so Good much job. Up. Yeah, so much like my old, uh, like my old self, you know.
4: You look, you sound like a professional. I'm, I'm chuckling back to when we did the first show, and I listened to you today. You're like a professional broadcaster. So congratulations on the uh, on the podcast, and congratulations on what what's going on in your life. So keep up the great work, man, and uh, great talking to you.
3: Yeah, always great uh, talking to you, and Doug. Before I let you go. I do want to say, um, thank you once again, because, uh, you came on, on episode number seven. Uh, I mean, Terry Ruskowski was on before you, but before that it was just all major junior guys, uh, guys that I played with. Um, and you, you, what you did, uh, was really, um, I don't think you'll ever understand. I, I think once you came on it, it really opened the door, uh, to allow me to get some amazing people. Um, so thank you so much, Doug. Um, what you did for me. I'll never forget it. Um, and I truly appreciate it, man.
4: All the, Hey, no problem, man. And all the best. Keep up the great work, man. Take care.
3: Okay, Doug, we'll talk soon.
4: Take care, man.
3: Oh, I'm unplugged here. Hold on. All right, guys. That's episode fifty-six, Hockey to Heroin: The Road to Recovery, featuring hockey legend Doug McLean. Thanks, Mac. What a great guy, eh? Love that guy. Um, I'm a huge fan of Doug McLean. Like, if you listen to uh, to episode number seven uh, when he came on, holy cow! I fanned out like a little girl. Uh, we didn't get to any questions. Uh, I don't know if there were any, uh, we were pretty early. It was only six o'clock on the West coast when we recorded this. Um, but, uh, I apologize if anybody did have any questions on Facebook, we didn't get to them. Uh, I'm sure Doug will be a guest again. Um, yeah. Um, thank you so much, uh, for watching live on Facebook if you did, or if you listened, um, on the hockey podcast network, please subscribe. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, guys. Um, wow. Um, man, oh man, oh man. You know, I just, uh, want to say too. this episode, obviously is proudly brought to you by team issue limited team issue. is connecting all walks of life team issue does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger a community for all striving towards the same goal. <laughs> Check it out guys TeamSU.ca. promo code towdrag 15 to get 15% off your total purchase. Uh quick shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow them at hockeypodnet, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Um so thankful that uh that they, you know, brought me onto the network and have supported me um, and they've just been uh just such a great great source of not only support, uh, but just encouragement. Uh, they're they're so great. And uh, they, run, they do such a great job, guys. So if you're into podcasts, check out the Hockey Podcast Network uh, for sure. Um, quickly, too, guys, um, please follow the Puck Support Foundation. PuckSupport.com at Puck Support. Get involved. We need your help. There's a lot of men and women, boys and girls struggling inside the hockey community as we speak right now. Um, I don't have all the answers. In fact, I'm really struggling. Um, lately I feel a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of stress. Um, I got a new baby on the way. Things are not perfect by any means. Um, I'm financially in ruins but I'm staying positive because I have great opportunities ahead of me. Uh but I just feel like thing I just wish things were a little bit further ahead than they were and you know that's where I just need to just take a breath take one day at a time. Um just start knocking one thing off the list at a time. Boom, 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 boom. Small victories, small victories, small victories, small victories, small victories. Um, I want to say two thanks again to Rob McDougal and his beautiful partner, Sandy, for letting me into their house. Um, look at this picture, guys. Tim Horton, Holt the Tim Hortons Cup. You can uh, search uh, Rob McDougal uh, on Instagram at Rob McDougall artist, uh, guys, I'm going to, I'll pull up the banner, but this guy, man, he also does, uh, custom work. Like if you want a picture drawn or, or if you want, uh, you put into a scene, um, you can do that. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, follow him on Instagram, um, at Rob McDougall artist. Um, I will make sure it's in the description guys. Um, and, uh, uh, he's also responsible uh for the puck uh the puck support logo which you can see in the top right corner uh, if you're watching live uh he he added to it uh, the gratitude logo and he's also responsible for the hockey to heroin logo um unbelievable uh this guy if you want to support me directly guys you can do so on patreon uh, patreon.com slash hockey to heroin Um, I have showed this in the past. I'll quickly show it again. There's a picture of me sending the, the pic sign picture to David Carlson. Shout outs to you, David, one of my biggest supporters. Thank you, buddy. Uh, also Brenna Leary got one, uh, and I got to send one to my beautiful auntie Lee, who is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um,
1: there's the poster there.
3: Uh, I'm not extremely happy with the quality, but, uh, it's it's something. So if you want to support me, there's different tier systems on Patreon, patreon.com slash hockey to heroin. Uh, I'll make sure it's worth your while. I'm going to get pictures of my guests, signed pictures, uh, hopefully some team issues, swag. Uh, we're just building, building it up. There's different tiers. I think there's five, 10, 20, 50. I think there's like a Matthew Lazinski tier, which is like 75 bucks a month. And if you, if you sign up for that one, if we get anyone to that, I'll, I promise I'll take care of you. we will, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make it worth your while. Uh, the reason why I set up the Patreon account is because people have been so unbelievably generous um, and they wanted to send me money. People like Rob McDougall have found people to help me with my teeth. And and that's incredible. It makes me feel extremely awkward. I don't do well uh, accepting gifts, um, things of that nature. Uh, I like to be the giver. I like to give stuff. Um, and uh, so that's why I started Patreon. patreon that way yes you can subscribe monthly and you can help me financially but i can give you something back in return um and and that makes me feel so good um so thank you david brenna and my auntie lee my first three patrons it's a slow process i don't have the biggest following um but it's a start and i hope that we get there and uh ultimately i'm not doing this for the money guys it would be nice to make a living because i'm really poor um but i'm doing this uh, just to set, shed some much needed light on, on all the hard topics. Uh, and I think most importantly, I'm just here to, to show people that there's hope that you can get through anything. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what situation you're in right now. Uh, if you change your attitude and your mind, your perspective, and you change the people you surround yourself with and, and you just you make a decision that, hey, no, I'm not living this life anymore and it's time to make a change. If you do that, great things will happen. Great things will happen. Sometimes they take time. I'm learning that. Uh, but a lot of it's happened way quicker than I could have ever imagined. And, uh, I am so grateful to every single person, um, that has supported me, uh, especially Taylor, uh, who's really struggling right now. If we can all say a prayer for her, uh, she's nine months pregnant with my little baby girl. And, uh, She's back up in Muskoka with the two other little ones and she's having a really difficult time. She's in extreme discomfort um, and it's been a really hard pregnancy. She's had terrible sickness um, and she's just been such a trooper, such a warrior. Um, Taylor, I love you and uh, hang on, squeeze that baby in a little bit longer. Uh, I can't wait uh, to hold my little beautiful baby girl uh, and get back with the family. And, uh, also I, I did make contact with my son Brody, um, which is unbelievable. Uh, didn't quite go as, as I planned. Um, but I'm hopeful. Um, I think it's gonna be a little more challenging with his sister Brooklyn, but I'm preparing myself for that and and I'll just be patient. And, uh, I never used to be patient. I wanted everything now, especially with my kids. I was like, how dare you? No, 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 no. Uh, I take full responsibility for all my actions Uh, And I'll do everything in in the right time, uh, in the right way. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, I got to not think about it because it brings me to tears. Uh, I want to just quickly show you guys this. So that's Rob's. Rob at robmcdougall.com. Uh, for any of these uh, unbelievable pictures, I'm gonna post uh, some pictures probably on my website or Instagram later on. Um, what an incredible guy! I got to hang out with him last night, watch a couple of movies. He made a great dinner. We got to bullshit. Um, such a nice guy, and I'm so grateful for his friendship. Uh, and for all of you that watched on Facebook and listened on the Hockey Podcast Network, wherever you're listening right now, uh, or watching. Please like, follow, subscribe. Uh, please, if you can, leave leave a comment, feedback. If you're listening to this po- on a podcast, on Spotify or Apple iTunes, leave a review. Uh, I would love to hear a review. And, and if you want to be critical, be critical. I want to hear it. Uh, I know I'm not doing a perfect job. Uh, I think I'm going to an okay job. But I would love to hear uh, some of the improvements uh, that I could make. Uh, because I know... Uh, I'm not quite there where I want to be, but uh, we're getting there. Huge, 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 huge! Thanks, to Doug McLean from Summerside, PEI. Um, what a great guy and uh, such a knowledgeable guy. Uh, well respected. I, you know, it's like my list of hockey people is like Don Cherry. Doug McLean, that's my opinion. You guys don't have to agree with me, but that's where that's where I'm at and I love I love Kipper too. Shout outs to Kevin Bxa too. Bexa is doing a fabulous job. Kevin BXa is doing a fabulous job. Kudos to Kevin Bexa on Hockey9Canada. I haven't said this before, uh but wow. Great job, Kev. Uh you're killing it, bud. Um wow. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm going to the dentist. (laughs) Consultation. Um, Won't be getting teeth today, uh, but we'll be one step closer. (laughs) Guys, before I go, of course, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the Puck Sport Foundation. Um, Puck Sport Foundation, guys, we need your help going to have this merchandise available really soon um i think these hoodies are going to be anywhere from 50 to 60 bucks i think the full suit is going to be uh like close to 190 to 100 bucks um, Be a t- couple different styles there's the jersey style that you can see if you're watching on facebook if not looks like the old la kings jersey with puck sport hockey logo which will be fully customizable or non-customizable if you just want the plane um sweatshirt like this one with no name no nothing that's perfectly okay too here's some masks there are masks coming uh, also uh, other shirts um all of this guy all the proceeds will will go to uh raise money for the puck support foundation um which we greatly need and um you can also donate uh right now on the gofundme page um The Gratitude Crusade, the Puck Support Foundation, Gratitude Crusade. Thank you to everybody who's donated uh, to the Gratitude Crusade. Even if you can afford $5, like it's, it's early right now in the morning. Don't go to Tim Hortons. Can you not go to Tim Hortons or Starbucks right now? And can you donate $5 to the Puck Support Foundation or another great cause? If you don't want to donate to the Puck Support Foundation, I challenge you right this second, whenever you're listening or watching this, donate. To a, to a great cause. Maybe you're going uh, through the drive-through and, and you can put $5 in the Tim Hortons uh, donations for kids camp there. Uh, that would be great too. Uh, but if you want to support us and the hockey community, please do, th- do so uh, through the Gratitude Crusade, uh, hashtag PSF Gratitude Crusade. Uh, and everybody that donates will be uh, remembered on the Matthew Lisinski Wall of Gratitude in the Matthew Lisinski Memorial Studio Guys, Matthew Lisinski is the reason why I do absolutely everything that I'm doing. Uh, Matt Thompson shared the story with me. I'm heading back to Matt's uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. And, uh, you know, was a f- Matthew Leszczynski, the OHL hockey player who lost battle with addiction in 2017 after, you know, he was obviously a few years removed from the league and, and uh, battling mental health and addiction. Just like myself, we were the same age and he's just one of many. Another guy, Mitch Fadden, who I played with. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of hearing these guys struggle like Kessler and Quincy. And there's always going to be problems. Nothing will be perfect. But I mean, man, I don't know, man. I just, I don't like it. As somebody that lost everything um, to a prescription drug, I understand. And, uh, I just want to see everybody get educated um, and everybody get the support that they that they need and that they deserve if and when they need it. And uh, please, if you can afford just $5 donate right now, I challenge you. Um, I wish I could just fund this whole thing by myself, um, but it's going to cost about 10 grand probably to get this thing off the ground. Those are the numbers that I've been told through the different lawyers. Uh, when it's all said and done, but I'm going to make a first $2,000 payment or $1,800 payment here um, I think tomorrow. Um, Thank you to everybody that's donated. Uh, The reason why we're able to do this and get this thing off the ground is because of you guys. So thank you so, so much. Um, It's a beautiful day, beautiful morning. I hope everyone gets your day off to a great start. Thank you again for listening and supporting me. And everything that I'm doing. Um, If you're struggling. Please, 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 please reach out. Please reach out. Don't suffer in silence. Even if you're not a hockey player. If you're watching this or listening to this. And you're not a hockey player. Just reach out. If it's not to me. Reach out to somebody else. Um, There is hope. There's so much hope. But you got to find it in here first. And then you got to surround yourself with the good people. But if you decide that you're sick of living with your mental illness and not doing anything about it, or if you're living with a severe addiction or alcoholism and you're sick of it, stand up for yourself right now. Stand up for yourself right now. Demand better for yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. I'm telling you, you're listening to this, you're watching this, you deserve it. Promise you, you deserve it. We all deserve to be loved. We all deserve support. We all deserve second chances. And in my case, sometimes thousands of chances. I'm so grateful to be alive, guys. I'm so grateful that you listened and and spent your time with me this morning. Thank you. Truly, it means the world to me. You know, Every second that we're here, every minute, that's a minute in history that's gone that we'll never get back. How much sand do you have left in your hourglass? Somebody gave that analogy to me. Um, believe it was Rob McDougall, um, flipping your 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 hourglass over and, and running out of sand. How much sand do you have left? How do you want to spend your sand, uh, your hourglass in your life? And uh, this morning you decided to waste a little bit of your sand listening to me. And I am so grateful and appreciative of that. And I hope you heard something, um, not only that you liked, but something that you can take with you after we after we press stop and you can carry on through your day um that is my biggest hope guys just remember it's not worth it to struggle and suffer alone it is just not you don't have to you're worth it i love you love yourself um taylor i'll be home soon babe i love lots um happy happy thursday once again apologies that there was no episode wednesday but we will be back on schedule Saturday morning Saturday morning on the hockey podcast network episode 57 of hockey to heroin the road to recovery not sure who it's going to feature yet but I do have some uh, names on a short list um, including Brad May uh, Brock McGillis uh, who is an openly gay former pro goalie uh, and played in the OHL um, who's doing tremendous work and uh, gonna have him on next week so looking forward to that Um DMAC is going to come back. Darren McCarty's coming back. Shane Corson's going to come on. Um, Dave Gilmore doesn't want to come on because he's, he, he's living, a, you know, he uh, doesn't even have a phone, he told me. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't want to come on the podcast. But I really hope Dave Gilmore would come on. Uh, Doug Gilmore's brother, but Dave was a former pro hockey player in his own right, and he worked in the prison system and just did so much great work in there. And, and somebody like me just appreciates that so much. Yeah. Um, people listening probably don't care and, and they will never understand because you've never been to jail. Uh, but I have, and, uh, you know, here I sit today, right? Like, and if you're watching, or you're listening to me now, uh, I hope you can understand that, you know, there's other guys that are in jail that are suffering right now that just need a chance and need some love and support just like I did. Um, so I think we, you know, let's not be so quick to judge these guys, uh, and girls that are in there. Um, you know, so, what Dave did for the prison system for those guys through athletics while they were in there. I don't even think he realizes how much he made a difference in there. Uh, so Dave, all that you've done and all that you're going to do for the Puck Sport Foundation on your 70th birthday. Are you kidding me? Dave Gilmore, you're the man, but you are the man uh, guys. That's pretty much it. Um, I got to go get my jibs looked at. Uh, but I do want to encourage everybody to get involved and follow us at Puck Support. Email us team at com or email me directly, Brady at com. Hope you guys are all having a great, great Thursday. Let's do it. Have an awesome, awesome day. Decide right now that this Thursday is going to be one of the best days of your life. Just change your attitude right now. Just be like, doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to stay positive. Just try it. I know it's not easy. I'm not Mr. Happy, positive guy all the time either. But I challenge you right now, just just, just for the next hour, just no matter what, just be positive. Just try it. Get back to me. Report back to me. And let me know how it goes. Hope you guys all have a great day. Change your attitude. Change your mind. Change your perspective. And remember, have a great day if you so choose. Thank mm-hmm. you.